woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team, but at least we've got no What's up, everyone? I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers, a weekly podcast that follows the hilarity and hardships of a group of world-hopping adventurers trying to save existence. Long ago, a joke was made that the World Walkers should do a musical episode. My immediate scoffing of such an idea, combined with the rest of the group's embracing of said idea, began to feed the flames of interest. Every time we'd get together for a live draw, hang out in the World Walkers Discord, or talk back and forth on Twitter... It wouldn't be long before the musical episode would get mentioned again. In an effort to bury the idea, I decided to put it up as a Patreon goal. I said that if I ever brought in $500 a month, that's when I would do a musical episode. I then rested easy, knowing that World Walkers had a nice long time before I'd ever have to worry about such an event. Well, that goal has been achieved, and to be honest, it happened way faster than I thought it would. It's taken time for us to get to a point where the musical episode would fit within the continuity of the series, but here we are. The memorial for Brummelstone, who gave his years for a better timeline. The group has gathered this night to remember him, through story and song, before they venture onward. Please enjoy the epilogue to Season 3, the musical episode. Alright, so, last we left off, you had all learned of Brummelstone's life and kind of what he did uh, with the remaining years of his life. And you had also watched as Roberto had uh, played himself off like some kind of weird keyboard cat and then uh, (laughs) faded from existence for a while. And then once you had thought that you had lost Roberto, you had discovered that yeah, essentially the remains of Roberto suddenly uh, kind of sprang back to life, and though you couldn't get the Kilrum Roberto to move with you, you were able to recover the elemental stone of Roberto from that kind of rusted over lost uh, body. And while you were you knew that you had to move forward to Mel to Seer and look for a way to restore Roberto to a new form, you knew that before that you had to spend one night and kind of take the time to remember Brummelstone. So the idea was to set up camp and take this one night next to the memorial and the, the body, the the, the uh, stone form of Brummelstone, and remember remember him, remember his life, the time that you guys spent together, and um, say goodbye one last time. So the campfire has been set. You all have um, set yourselves up around here, and you are ready to do whatever it is that you are going to do in this last night next to the memorial of Brummelstone. Roberto still exists as this um, elemental stone and his winds kind of fill the area. Um, what are the rest of you doing? Wasn't it raining? 
as you had kind of come into that emotional group hug, you had managed to calm the storms uh, that Ertlebee's uh, kind of pain and suffering had brought forth. Yeah, I brought the rain. <laughs> I um, brought the thunder. Sorry. <laughs> Ertlebee would be over by Brummelstone's statue slash body, kind of just like staring, but with the, the grief not quite so like spiked and um, raw as it was when they thought they'd lost uh, Roberto to more just sort of like, like smoothed over, but still like a very acute suffering for her, her lost friend. Yep. And by this point, like uh, as you might remember the, the Brownie and his companion, um, have already left, so it really is just the few of you in this like vast field. Yeah, Tin, I guess, would be looking for supplies to start a fire. Oh, yeah, and I'm going to assume that the the camp had already been set up. The, oh. the yeah, sorry, sorry. The the fire is already. Um... Tin wants another fire by herself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want a bigger fire. <laughs> a bigger yeah. fire. Yeah, yeah. So the camp has been established and. Than Tin sitting by the fire. Gunther, um, what what are you doing at this point? Because the rest of them have, yeah, like they've they've all had their moment together, and that's when the the rains had kind of died down finally. And it's since the rains kind of came from Ertlebee's emotions, um, you're kind of surprised to see that the area has dried up faster than a nor like normally when the uh, since it had rained you would imagine this area would be just essentially soaked and stuck but as as you find that as Ertleby finds herself um coming to terms and and calming it's not just that the rain remains it's that nature itself seems to respond that the the area seems almost vitalized as as Ertlebe is processing, uh, the nature is responding, and the area is kind of soaking up the rain. You were worried maybe that you wouldn't be able to start a fire, for instance. The the fire is healthy. It, it's uh, it's yeah, it's thriving in this environment more so than you would have thought. Yeah, uh, Gunther kind of feels, uh, you know, out of place as there's like a memorial around this fallen team member that he only met very briefly. And so he excuses himself and he, under the guise of going to get firewood and he's not very far off. And he begins to sing a song. It's tough being the new one on the team. It's tough knowing I gave up everything. My world's destroyed, all the stories gone. But I'm a soldier on a ship. Oh, fuck. <laughs> am I an idiot or am I out of luck? I lost my world, my life, my dog, my wife. Justice takes a shitty old dream I wouldn't call this 
a crisis of face, I would call this a fucking emergency. <laughs> what the fuck have you put me on the knocks? Did I sleep with your mother knocks? <laughs> what the fuck did I do to you? You killed everything important to me, but I guess I let them here just to learn that they won, and now they don't really like me. Just to be the most hated member on the team. That did so much to humanize him. I didn't know he had a dog. Or a wife. wife. He had a freaking dog and a wife. Oh my god. Oh, you you guys just—you guys just never asked about it, so I don't want to bring it up. We're terrible people. <laughs> Are we the baddies, Roberto? <laughs> well, well, but 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 in our defense, he showed up pretty annoying. So well, how, are we, how are we supposed to know he had a wife and a dog? <laughs> to be fair, there haven't been a lot of great opportunities to. <laughs> yeah, and so as, as you um you gather the firewood, and you kind of collect them in in um in your arms. And you kind of finish that song and you you sit and you think to yourself and you kind of contemplate the fact that Rolanus is gone and a couple of things do occur to you. One is that while you do kind of struggle with that, you do think back to the fact that every night when you sleep, you still are able to walk your dreams. And when you walk your dreams... Not once have you ever not been able to walk the path of the dreams with Knox, if you so choose. You've always been able to find the path through your dreams if you want to. Not once have you been pushed out of your dreams. You have, as you've always had, you've always had the ability to to find your way through your dreams if you want to. And it is a heavy burden that you carry knowing that you are somebody without a world, but you are very possibly the only person, maybe in existence, that carries the entirety of Rolanus with you now. The other thing, the other burden that you carry with you is much more physical. The fire is roaring. The firewood's pretty worthless. Uh. <laughs> you should turn around and... Well, just another worthless thing I've done with my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it would be, yeah, it even would be that Gunther might would. bring you a small bit of comfort because the fire is not dying down. You should need more firewood by this point. And you're not sure when they're going to need more firewood. And as a man of faith... You're not sure what to do with that bit of knowledge, but. Well, I'll just drop this firewood here and I guess we'll need it when we need it. And he goes back and he sits at the fire.
Vasa, what are you up to? Uh, Vasa's being just very, very quiet, um, kind of poking the fire a bit, but mostly keeping an eye on first Ertlebe to make sure she's recovering appropriately, checking in on Tin every now and then, but Tin seems to be doing pretty well. And when you say that, when you say that Gunther walked out far to do his little singing, he didn't walk far enough that we could have all heard it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he thought he did, but he did not. Yeah, <laughs> or- yeah, so so she was like poking the fire, kind of listening to that. Um, and when Gunther comes back, she she you know looks over him. She says, "Oh, good, you you brought more wood. We do need it. Here, let me help you with that." Oh, what? And helps unload some of uh, his his kindling into the fire. Very thoughtful of you, Gunther. Oh, you know, I just try to be helpful where I can. Yeah, and then you can feel the the wind pick up a little bit more as uh, Roberto's presence kind of fills the area a little bit more. And uh, Roberto, what what have you been up to? Because you're still Sans body, like you can see your body over there, mm-hmm. um, and you've lived in that body for hundreds of years. And while you're now finally like you lived in that body for you know you traveled with Brummelstone for a number of years and then you were trapped in that prison for hundreds of years attempting to literally lay low so that the brownie would not know what your plan was to reunite with your friends and now you're free you can finally uh exist and and move about but at the cost of that freedom is the inability once again to manipulate anything around you. Um, so definitely a trade. Uh, what what are you doing now? I mean, Roberto would definitely feel like a huge sense of loss. At, like I mean, freedom. Like he's happy that like he's been released. But um, when he turns around to look at Kilram's the body of Kilram and also the statue of Brummelstone, like, you know, gets overcome with a little bit, like, oh my god, like, he's really gone this time for for realsies. Um, but, I mean, he kind of already kind of went through that again, and I guess, like, over the years, we've had, he've had he's had time to kind of accept it, but it's still definitely, you know, all those feelings are coming back again. Um, did, Rob, did Roberto overhear Gunther's song? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, like music, I feel like it works the way all musicals work, where it's just like, whoever (laughs) needs to hear that song heard the song. Okay. (laughs) Well, Roberto, um, first of all, would like, kind of, like, kind of, in his windly way, um, would kind of just envelop Gunther in kind of like a warm-ish wind as much as possible. It's a fart. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like don't breathe in <laughs> um and you know yeah like he's also he's had taken some of the time during his i don't know exile i guess just reflect on all the adventures that they went together as a group and yeah so you guys kind of finish preparing the campfire and you guys kind of finish your preparations. And I think, um, is it appropriate to say that um, after a little while, you guys gather around the campfire to um, have a meal and kind of reminisce? Yeah. 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 Everyone except for Tin in terms of eating. Yeah. She's like pushing food around on her plate. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So you guys 
come together, you sit around the campfire and, um, I don't know um, if there's anyone that leads the conversation in terms of reminiscing, but um, maybe what is the atmosphere like? Like, yeah, how does what is the vibe like? Is is it like is somebody eager to start the conversation? Is it like, oh, what do we do here? Like, yeah, like what what is the group dynamic at this point for something like this? You know, Vasa recognizes the that the setting is 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 prepared for. Awake, essentially, it's awake to re- remember Bremelstone, to allow them all to move on from here. But, and she she does understand that you know, it probably should fall on her to lead things in sort of remembering Bremelstone. But she is weighed down by her own grief. You know, it it's hard for her to shake herself out of her own regret and missing Bremelstone and regret about many other things to be more situationally aware. But eventually, I think she would she would lift up her head and she would kind of clear up her throat. And it is a little awkward, but she says, "Well, you know, we are we are all here by the courage of Brumostone, and I think we all understand that tonight we all say what we have to say about Brumostone before we can move on. He was our brother. He was our friend. He was our leader." He was a good, good dwarf. And <clears throat> before we start that, we still should welcome Gunther. To, we should welcome Gunther to to our group. Uh, <clears throat> Gunther, I understand that we met under tense circumstances, and some words may have been exchanged. I did not know you had a dog and a wife. Uh, <laughs> oh shoot! You just had to ask. But uh, <laughs> please understand that it's it was not anything against you it was simply that i was for something else in that time and uh you seem decent um but also i respect that you were called upon to sacrifice so much very quickly before you even understood what you fought for so i respect that well thank you takes a special kind of person to step up into uh into the role that we were asking of you so despite a a rocky start um i think i can speak for all of us in saying that we are grateful to have you here with us uh ertleby would would stand up and say i agree uh and i want to add on to what fasa said we're all grieving brummelstone for to us, his, his loss was so rapid. But let's not forget that over the course of saving the world from the nightmares, he also lived a long time without us. He, he saw things through to the end his way. And I think we should think of tonight not just as a wake for him, but as a celebration of Brummelstone's life and a chance to welcome Gunther into the group and teach him the world walker way. Here, here, grandmother. Yeah, that sounds mighty nice. So I, I think I'll, I'll start out. Uh, first rule of world walker club. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about world walker club. That's, uh, that's, um, <laughs> 
a friend meme <laughs> of the world walkers. Uh, you're now one of our friends, so you get to be part of our friend memes. <laughs> Second rule of world walkers is that if somebody says to scatter, you just have to scatter. <laughs> I think those are the two most important rules. Now, uh, is there agreed upon place to scatter to, like when we reconvene? <laughs> <laughs> or do we just scatter outwards and pick the places that we feel are most important to us at any time? We've never thought of that before. We probably should have done that. You say, meet at the place, and then <laughs> half the group goes to one guess. place. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Maybe it would be easiest if I explained how to scatter... <laughs> In song. <laughs> hey, I'm so excited. <laughs> when you're in a tight place and you don't know what to do, scatter, just scatter. When you're caught on all sides and there's no way through, scatter, just scatter. You might think, hey, let's just fight our way out. You might think, let's try reason. But there's no need to talk or to spar, just S-C-A-T-T-E-R. <laughs> when you're inward curious and the nightmares pursue, scatter, just scatter. When you're on obrimos and time's going askew, scatter, just scatter. When you're on the planet cog and they're steampunking you, scatter, just scatter. When you're in Rolanus and there's hullabaloo, scatter, just scatter. You might think, hey, let's just fight our way out. You might say, last time was a disaster. But listen to me, I've got a guitar. Anyway, I hope that makes you feel a little bit more incorporated into the group, Gunther. That is our second bylaw. And now you know everything you possibly need to know about scattering. (laughs) Well, that seems quite useful. Thank you. Oh my god, um, that was amazing. Well, oh my god, I'm <laughs> sorry. I don't. I don't. I'm like nervous to follow that up. <laughs> um, but uh, so I don't know. I figured Gunther that part of being a part of the team is you know witnessing others when they have some low moments and maybe aren't acting there. Uh their best um and and that kind of just adds to the fun and the story of 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 being a part of the group <clears throat> so i would uh like to think about a time when maybe i uh i let things get away from me and uh you know i uh, i tripped a kid so <laughs> <laughs> here's a here's a song <laughs> Oh god, here we go. <laughs> Here's a song about that. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. 
I trip kids and I cannot lie. You ask and I won't deny the one earth swapped by without a trace of sneaker grin on their face. I get jacked. Well, I get away fast because my gold is in their grasp. It was deep in the pack I'm wearing. Got robbed and I can't stop swearing. Oh, kid, I'm going to get even. Going to get back what I've been receiving. My party tried to warn me, but getting robbed makes me ornery. Ooh, don't trip that tin. That kitten. You say when I get even... Well, excuse me, excuse me, because these ain't your average juvies. Didn't see him acting. Had no time for reacting. No, I'm broke. As heck. Nothing but bouncing checks. I ain't trying to be mean. Just <laughs> tired of traveling lean. Take the average cost of a group venture. It's hard to measure. So, walkers. Yeah, world walkers. Yeah. Tired of getting wronged. Hell yeah. Tell those kids to watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Tins out for payback. So, kids, watch your back. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my god. That was amazing. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. How did you do that? That's amazing. <laughs> that was so good. Um so anyways, Gunther, long story short, Rumblestone was kind of um my moral compass. Um and he you know, he didn't really approve of me tripping kids. Um and I've since learned that maybe tripping kids out of reaction of being stolen from is not the greatest of things, but you know, being part of a group is learning and bettering yourself. And I hope that together we can all be better. You know, we have a saying on Rolanis, or we had a saying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uncomfortable. Oh. Can't, can't can't get can't become an adventurer without tripping a few kids. <laughs> So I think it's a real it's a real common phenomenon throughout the world. Gunther, you're all right. <laughs> he gets it. She just gives him like a side, like a thumbs up from across. I love. I still love just like tripping kids. This is a really funny way to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to hang out with those kid trippers. <laughs> Yeah, more like kid trippers. <laughs> they stay out past curfew. They don't return library books. They trip children. Kid trippers! <laughs> As Tin starts talking about some of the, uh, like, bringing up, like, yeah, tripping kids on COG, um, it does kind of stir up some of the past memories of, like, some of, like, the the kind of the crazy things, some some of the past uh, moments that you guys had with uh, Brummelstone um, as you ventured through the worlds. As you bring that up, it kind of does make you all kind of start thinking about some of the times that you had. Like with Tin, um, it makes you, uh, it kind of helps you remember, like, um, for instance, back when um, you were on the airship and the first time that you had first taken flight. And Brummelstone helping you, uh, helping kind of help reform your wings. And when, um, when somebody casts, uh, fly on somebody, um, there's many ways to do it, but it helps, uh, kind of take you back to when he had cast fly. Brummelstone had a way of working his magic, and you can kind of think back to that time that Brummelstone's magic was based off of reworking with time and he had not just cast uh, a flight spell on you he had found a way to rework his magic 
so that he could reconstruct your wings. He had like gone back and giving you your original wings back. And that was always something that as you guys start to reminisce, you can remember about Brummelstone is that one of the things that had always touched you about Brummelstone is that the amount of care that he had put into his magic, especially um, with the fact that it was tied to time, is that Brummelstone never just cast a spell. He had always taken um, the effort to, especially like when it came to restoring your, um, giving you flight, he didn't just give you the ability to fly. He had found a way to reconstruct your wings to give you the actual ability to regain your flight, not just put you into the skies, you know? And as you kind of think back to, uh, uh, your time on Cog, there's something that, um, and the airships and stuff like that. You start talking, you start talking about your time on the Gambler and also your time on the Falcon. And um, maybe one of the conversations that comes up is the Brotherhood of Greg. I loved the Brotherhood of Greg. <laughs> Remember how good Brummelstone was at thinking on his feet? He could come up with the most convincing lies. It was really amazing. <laughs> like the Brotherhood of Greg. It's extremely cogish. As somebody from Cog, I can speak to the fact that it's it's really believable. And he sold it. Rumblestone was a very unique liar. <laughs> <laughs> very Yes. Definitely did something on his feet whenever cornered like that, no, but you know, the the amount of scraps we got into that got out because of, of Rumblestone, I mean Wow, the, the amount of times I thought we were dead, but we weren't because either Brummelstone was taking the beating or his magic was getting us out of it. Definitely, we would not be here without him. I mean, there was that time. Didn't you, like, shoot him down? No, I don't know. So that was different. Oh, this sounds like a good was, story. No, Please tell it, that Grandma. That was different. I was... <laughs> Didn't he once fall six? He was he was flying to a fate of being devoured by only you know heavens knows only how many hungry ravenous chicks. I'm sure that whatever the outcome, even if it had been much worse, that he would have thanked me for saving him from digestion. Um, but he was, and that's just, and I'm sure he forgave me because that's the type of dwarf he was. He had an enormous, he had an enormous heart. Always found some way, always try to find some way to, uh, always found some reason to defend whoever we encountered. And, and even though his heart was strong, that by no means meant that he had any weakness because he could, he could stand up to the, the biggest of them. And then we may have butted heads, but it was, there was never disrespect between us, only just a desire to see this team succeed. So Brummelstone, it will be, it will be different without him. It will be very different. Yeah, it can't be overstated how his knowledge and quick thinking did keep us out of quite a, a few scuffles. I, I feel like all, yeah. we're pretty trigger happy, uh, stab happy as a group, and uh, Brummelstone coming in with his wisdom. Uh, Think of all the books we would have had to read without him. Yeah. We would have had to read a lot of books, and I'm honestly glad that we didn't have to. And that um that actually kind of um reminds you of something, Ertlevy. Um 
it makes you kind of like a kind of subconsciously reach for your exfoliation book. Mm. Yes, Ertlebe opens it. Yeah, that exfoliation book uh, came from Gareth's Tower in the Gray. Um, if you and that kind of makes you remember, uh, Gareth is the person that wiped Roberto and uh, Brummelstone's village and put them on their journey. Um, and inside of that exfoliation book is a drawing that each of the world walkers uh, created. And one of those drawings is Brummelstone's drawings. Uh, Ertlebee would, as she silently draws the book from her, her cloak and opens it, seeing that page where everyone's drawn themselves, she runs a finger over the drawing of Brummelstone. And she calls the others over to look at it. And just kind of points wordlessly. He wasn't a good artist, though. <laughs> yeah, no, remember it's, all of our like stick figures? Yeah. All of you drew really bad drawings. After giving the, the book page like a suitably uh, reverent look, she would look over to Gunther and be like, We drew our pictures for a reason. At the time, we were literally very afraid of, of being forgotten due to time warp effects. Uh, but it's also taken on this nice, nice uh, sort of more metaphorical forgotten. Um, world walkers don't forget world walkers. And you're one of us now, so you need to draw yourself in the book. Oh, shoot, it'd be an honor. Um, and and while Gun- while Gunther adds himself to the book, it does remind you, um, Roberto, that um, it reminds you not just of Gareth and the fact that um, you and Brummelstone never did finish going after Gareth, but it remember it reminds you of uh, the master that you and Brummelstone share. Not just your master, but the fact that your master was also kind of your father. Yeah, um, actually, it's actually pretty funny that to think that you guys mentioned that he lied about the Brotherhood of Gred when, in fact, it is a real brotherhood. Because our father just na- is named Greg Gregory. <laughs> well, father in the sense that he instructed Brummelstone and I. Um, but that wasn't a lie. Wow. It was for realsies, guys. What? What? <laughs> These are some DVD extras that here. That explains so much. <laughs> um, which is not to take away from the fact that he is very quick thinking um, um, and a good liar, but he was not lying about that. Wait. <laughs> What? <laughs> so way back when he said Brotherhood of Greg, the Greg was was pulled from the fact that Greg Gregory was actually like his his master slash father. What a reveal! Yeah, yeah. I love this reveal. And yeah, talking about the idea of like a a master relationship, it does kind of a uh, start to make Tin think back that like for a, a short amount of time. Brummelstone and Tin had a sort of a master-apprentice relationship. Aww. Yeah, I was. Uh, I um, I agreed to teach him teach him how to shoot. Yeah, but your gun never makes a noise. So I mean, you never shoot yours. 
Did you teach him how to point? Yeah, that too. <laughs> no, yeah. I, <laughs> we had been through the tower and Brummelstone. We, we had realized that to achieve our goals, that it would probably be beneficial to, I thought it would be beneficial because our journey was going to take us to many worlds that it wouldn't, in a sense, we had a greater purpose than just the oath of one world. Um, and I felt that Brummelstone, of anyone I had ever met, um, embodied the virtues of somebody who would take on the gunslinging oath. And so, um, even though I, I'm not a master, I agreed to teach him what I knew. Oh. Didn't get very far, but <laughs> we we tried. <laughs> um, from one of the things that Brummelstone told me during our time together after we left you guys was um, that he knew Tin could be his teacher because he knew he could trust her to teach him. Oh, no. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> well, he was a good student while it lasted. <laughs> And you would have been a great teacher. You would. You can still be a great teacher. I think. I think I would like to be one day. Shoot, you're teaching me a lot right now. <laughs> yeah, and you guys can continue to to share memories. Um, I have an idea, or I remember something. <laughs> yeah. Who can forget Dickweed? <laughs> <laughs> You really did have a way with words. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I forgot Dickweed till just that moment. <laughs> Who can forget Dickweed? Brummelstone can forget Dickweed. Dick <laughs> that is exactly who can uh, forget yes. Dickweed. No, but that was the best part of Brummelstone, really. You know, in, in my line of work, you know, we we may not always tread on the right side of the law, but every now and then we'll encounter somebody just a very, very good man. And I'll tell you, we always avoid those very, very good men, even if they're very quiet. Because we know that if you piss off the if you piss off a very, very good man in the wrong way, you'll spend the rest of your very short life looking over your shoulder. And I always thought that that was the type of man that Brummelstone was. And even though he was always the first to suggest mercy or alternative ways, when he fought for those that he loved, he killed a lot of people. He killed. He was a murderer when he got angry. Uh, and I really admire that about him. <laughs> his beard was red with the blood of his enemies. Yeah, no, he was he's a good man. And then, frankly, all, all, you know, how can you sum up years in both waking and dreaming, years spent with somebody else? You know, it's closer than family. It's closer than than blood is memories and dreams it's there's not there's no way to capture the essence of what we went through all of us went through and I, even though i know that out of all of us brummelstone was always the first even a little bit too eager sometimes to lay himself down on the line if it meant saving us even if this is exactly i think the outcome he would have wanted i want him back oh my god <laughs> I want him back. 
Cause from a stone he knew how to act He was too humble and that's a fact You got big shoes to fill, don't you slack Brum obey Always the first to try and save Never anyone who'd misbehave Oh pity fools that got in his way there goes the dwarf, he gonna do it Got some evil, he will pursue it Got some scrolls, he will peruse it Eyes on him, he gonna do it Had a girl, he almost blew it Made the right call, he got on through it. Made a smile, true and blue Yeah, skills were wild, you got no clue yeah. Brummelstone, he saved the world 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 Brummelstone My boy, he had our back Let's save the world, we made that a pact Come hell and fire, yet we never cracked He never doubted us, though odds were stacked Brummel babe We were strangers but family we became I see where Bordeaux tries to be so brave But you're gone now it's just not the same there goes the dwarf, he gonna do it And his bro, they were the truest Sure we fought, but we got through My better half, and I knew it Together forever, till ten blew it Now he's gone, but I swear He went the way that was true To himself, so just say thank you Brummelstone, he saved the world 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 Brummelstone, he saved the world. Brummelstone. <laughs> for, for the record, Timothy. Yes. I fucking love that song so much. Yes. It's so good. Believe it or not, my mom's actually a really good singer. Just none of it came my way. <laughs> oh, no. I love that song. It's so good. did a really good job. It's so good. It's a amazing. Good song. It's an amazing song. <laughs> Sam Vasa, dude. blew it. <laughs> so anyway, Gunther, um, about that that line, just you know, disregard. Uh, it's a different time. Personal, it's a di- nothing personal. Nothing personal. What's the group's like? One like when um, Vasa, who doesn't usually open up, especially in in such a manner, um, kind of it, like brings out that kind of. Um, admittance like what's what's the group's response yeah no like i mean um roberto i would be a little bit like kind of taken not taken aback but also just like happy that vasa has opened up a little and um you know just kind of like oh my god this is like (laughs) this is such a kodak moment or something oh yeah bring it in guys we gotta do a group hug it's true. Stuff. In my world, and that is the most somber and mournful of, of songs we can offer the dead. <laughs> <laughs> the death hymn hey. of Stone. Take it to the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> the single tear falls on your cheek. 
Oh my god. At the end of the eulogy, the priest is just exactly. taking it to the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's like I mean on their world, obviously, like they carry the body to a bridge and they take it. They yeah. throw it off. <laughs> like physically. Physically, you want them back because now they're floating down the river. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're like kinda like gathering around Vasa and hugging her Roborto doing it wind style, or it'll be doing it normal style. And it'll be a kind of like raise her head to the wind and be like, Roberto, he was your brother. How are you holding up throughout all of this? Um, and Roberto would get kind of quiet and be like, um, well, you know, when we left you guys on in the past, you know, like I was kind of at a point in my life, point where I like, you know, I want him, I want to like want him so badly and I want to like stay with him. And now we had basically like our whole life together and i'm you know very sad he's gone but like i can't i'm not unhappy at the fact that we got to spend so much time together and you know it's like all things must end um and there's no uh there's no other fitting way for him to go than to do what he did and i could not think of a more valorous and fitting death as much as i wouldn't want him to die he you know i don't think he would want to he would wanted would have wanted to go you know like quietly in his sleep because that's you know maybe if we had a book maybe but i think this is fitting for him the only the one thing i do regret is that he never did get to talk to claiborne again but i mean yeah what I do want to kind of celebrate is like not just what what um, Rumblestone did, but also what we all did together, you know, because um, and also to welcome our new friend, Gunther. Oh, hi. Thanks. And yeah, like I prepared a song to honor um, the group.
wanted me to like drink a Folgers and have some ham with my eggs. <laughs> uh, welcome, Gunther. And I hope that we have more memories together. Aww. We make new memories. Well, thank that was you. so nice. <laughs> Jesus. And um, yeah, that actually, um, it does, again, um, kind of make Ertleby think you do have a letter. Yes. I do. Um, yeah. Um, one of the things when when Brummelstone was saying his goodbyes to you on Rolanus again back when there was a Rolanus. Um, oh, you got you got to keep bringing it up, don't you? Just <laughs> <laughs> um, Brummelstone had a letter for Claiborne that he gave you. Oh, right. He wanted you to give uh, Claiborne someday. <gasps> and yeah. Um, you kind of like start kind of sub like kind of just without kind of thinking, you kind of start reaching for the letter as well. Let's totally read as intimate. <laughs> <laughs> now for the mean girls part of <laughs> Memorial for Brummelstone. Um, B would pull out the letter and be like, reporter, you're right. The fact that Brummelstone never got to see things through with Claiborne, my heart aches for them. He gave me this letter. I should try and find a way to give it to her in this future, in this reality. Now, would you say it's fair to say that Brummelstone is a man of detail? Yes. Would you find it fair to say that Brummelstone is someone who plans things out, Ertleby? Yeah, I would say so. So... He's somebody who he does things with purpose. Where are you going with this? Well, I'm 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 um, I'm asking you a question. Yes. So would Ertleby find it particularly um, concerning that he would hand you an envelope, a letter that wasn't sealed? Oh, Ertleby would turn to the group and say, "Everybody, I just looked at this letter, Brummelstone." gave me. Would you not agree that he was a man who paid a lot of attention to details? <laughs> uh, where are you going with this? <laughs> Hear me out! <laughs> it Would sounds like she's just asking us a question. He's somebody who thinks things through. <laughs> yes. Would you agree he's somebody who doesn't leave things Some some nosy nettles. 
Oh, the wind blows it open. Oh, look at that. <laughs> it falls to the ground open. Oh, this is oh, the rule. Wind. If a letter falls to the ground open by happenstance, <laughs> you are allowed to read it. So do you want to read it out loud? Um, I think Roberto should. All right. So. I think it's cool to have it like Rommel Stone's voice surrounding us as a, oh. as a ghostly wind. Okay. Roberto, do your best <laughs> Brummelstone impression right now. Please. <laughs> uh, uh, books. <laughs> it's like he's here with us. And what <laughs> What else is happening? What's, oh. the, what's the next thing that Roberto is saying from the letter? Oh, smarty, smarty, things, things. <laughs> Dwarfy dwarfs. I think that's a good start. But... <laughs> sorry, I got a little racist at the end. But... I like the... You know, uh, Roberto clears his throat, and then he sounds like this. Dearest Claiborne, I'd hope we met eventually. Seems like in this timeline, that's not meant to be. I know you don't know me, and I hate to impose. I have a favor to ask you, nothing that's owed, please take care of my family, watch over them for me. The lady who handed you this note She's sharp as a tack Always up for a joke She'll warm your heart And she will never leave Please take care of my be. Standing beside her, eyeing you suspiciously Is the bravest soul these old tired eyes have ever seen Her skin is tough as stone, but once she lets you in you go Please take care of my vasa for me The gunslinging forge is braver than the bravest brave. Caring and trusting not to be full for naivete. I've gotten to watch as a confidence grows and grows. Help us spread our wings and watch my tin. Fly again, you know. Please take care of my family. Last but not least, here's my baby brother. Not so young now, but still not so old. 
please help him and guide him. Let his laughter be shown. Please take care of my Roberto. Please take care of my family. They mean the world to me. If you're lucky, you'll become one too. They'll make you better, better than you even knew. Please protect my family. And apologize for me. Tell them I'm so sorry that I had to leave. Please protect my family. Oh my god. What? Masa just gets up and she just like stands next to Brummelstone's statue, like, facing the other way. Nobody can see her face. She's got, got her arms crossed. She's just kind of staring off into the night sky. Just all surly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Brummelstone! Uh, it'll be nope. very gingerly, like, pick the letter up. And and tuck it in to her book, and like some of like the like wrinkles in her face that looked extra pronounced with like when she like became a nightmare version and like came back like from the nightmare world. But you can see that like they lessen a little. She looks like younger. Having heard that song, that was beautiful. Why did we read it? Roberto, if you didn't if you didn't want to feel all these emotions, you shouldn't have done such a really uncanny Brumblestone impersonation. (laughs) It was very good. (laughs) Bless that was beautiful, dude. That was really beautiful. That was so good. That that hurt the heart. Sorry. I'm on cry number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so it's kind of quiet falls over the valley. Yeah, I mean what what else even need what else even needs to be said, right? Like we've shared our memories of him, we've honored him. Mm-hmm. And I think like assuming that the talk has gone on through the night, like it would be like well yeah. past midnight at this point. It's kind sure. of the time to sort of just each individually come to terms with the idea that a journey is a journey has ended and you know it's the next steps nobody can anticipate mm-hmm. but yeah. something has ended and so it might be time for the the group to bed down for the night each of you has said what they need to say either to each other or to Brummelstone or to the night sky and um, one by one each of you packs up and 
you know, maybe you take one last moment to either um, give condolences to each other or silently or to yourself, you know, but yeah. I like to think, uh, I like to think that Vasa doesn't actually lie down. She stays, she kind of just like sits cross-legged next against the statue of Rumblestone throughout the night. Maybe she nods off here and there, but for the most part, she's like keeping a vigil almost. Yeah, each of you beds down and yeah, you kind of, I don't know if each of you like says your piece to, like I said, to each other or to Rumblestone, either out loud or to yourselves or silently, but um... Yeah, this was a night to um, say goodbye um, and get ready for the the next leg of your journey. You let the campfire kind of uh, continue to to burn through the night and uh, let the warmth kind of comfort you. And you kind of take the night to find some, some comfort and find out what happens in the next step of your journey. Some wonderful sleep. The night kind of goes on without incident. And then at some point in the middle of the night, while um, each of you is in uh, this nice deep sleep, unbeknownst to any of you, there's this um, kind of a crackling sound, this uh, and um, this kind of a bluish light fills the area. Someone kind of uh, starts to walk into your area, um, they have these um, thick brown boots, and they have, they're kind of wrapped up in this um, cloak. It's um, a long red cloak. They have a hat that kind of dips into their eyes, this um, kind of long red uh, brimmed hat, and they walk up to the uh, the statue of the, well, the remembrance of Brummelstone and um, they look up and down and the last embers of the fire are burning as they walk up and they look up and down and um, a person kind of folds their arms they have these um, like thick gloves and um, kind of brush this um, it's like this thin kind of shoddy cloak and it doesn't seem like it's um, bringing much comfort to her and um she seems confused, and she's she's staring at this person, and she seems really baffled, and she just can't. There's, it's it almost like it seems like it it hurts to stare at this person, and she looks up at him, and she says, "You know, I I dreamed of you last night. Dreamed of you. I dreamed of this field." And she shakes her head and she's like, and I have no idea who you are. And the nomad, the nomad was wondering when I'd be asking about you. And she has this cube in her hand, like this like six-sided device. And she looks at it and she throws it underneath her cloak. And she says, um, him and I are going to have a much, much longer talk. And she, she looks at the plaque underneath him. And she looks really baffled, and it makes no sense to her. She she looks she has like a look of of pain and confusion. She's really upset, 
And then... Has her presence not waken up Vasa? She's not waking anybody up. Everyone's in this really uh, deep, narratively convenient sleep. (laughs) 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 And then uh, she clears her throat. And then... dreams lately I broke my curse so now I look for home this field looks so familiar why the nomad smile when I asked about you does he know I like she reaches out <laughs> and she feels the cloak she it seems like this like surge of memories hits her and she kind of takes a step back and she she's she grabs the cloak and she's like she's trying to grab it and she she like she's wrestling back and forth and she's like these these tears start to like come down her cheek and she doesn't understand and she takes a step back and she looks at all of you and she seems like baffled and she doesn't know what to do and then she kind of quietly whispers to herself and she's literally overcome and she says Brummelstone and she she fumbles for the cube that was inside her cloak and she clicks it and she disappears Thanks for listening to the epilogue to season three, the musical episode. This episode was made possible by the ongoing support of the World Walker patrons. Thank you, all of you, for making not just this episode, but this entire life of mine possible. Thank you also to my wife, Jess, who sang Claiborne's song, Dream of Me. I had a great time working on the song with her, and she did a fantastic job performing it. I consider myself incredibly lucky to be her husband. I also want to thank Jane, 
Wesley, Megan, Enzo, and Olivia for the last two years of gaming, and one of the best campaigns I've ever had the pleasure of running. The next season of World Walkers is just around the corner, and I can't wait to introduce you to the new cast and characters, but I want to take a moment to thank Vasa, Brummelstone, Gunther, Roberto, Tint, and Ertleby for sharing their adventures with me and all of you. I don't think this is the last time you're going to see them. Keep an eye out, as very soon I'll be introducing you to the cast and characters of Season 4 of World Walkers, the Dreamwalkers. You'll get to learn who the players are, who their characters are, and you'll be able to see their character sheets as well. Patrons at the History Keeper level are even going to gain access to a behind-the-scenes video where we watch one of the players create art for the rest of the cast. I want to thank Kevin McLeod, whose website in Competech.com is where a lot of the music from this episode comes from. I also want to thank Josh Woodward and Alexander Nakarada for their music. You can catch Josh's music at joshwoodward.com. You can find Alexander's music at freepd.com. And I also want to thank Sirenscape for providing sound effects. You can find them at sirenscape.com. Of course, I want to thank Enzo for providing his music to this episode. I want to thank Wesley for providing his music for this episode. Olivia for providing her music. Uh, I want to thank uh, Megan for laying down her fierce raps for this episode. And I want to thank Vasa for providing the uh, the music uh, from the world of Menroth. I know that um, her music usually is used for more somber events. Usually uh, that music is um, used to um, lay her people to rest. So thank you, Vasa, for um, giving us a piece of your culture uh, on this day. Thank you. gonna say i'm gonna need this pop filter today because i'm gonna be spitting some mad fire (laughs) (laughs) yes i'm so excited to hear this i like the idea that one of us is like i'll beat butterfucks for you megan but then it's all filtered by the pop filter (laughs) oh yeah i i did that i was super excited because i had this really dramatic moment i think when like Tin was on her deathbed in one episode, and I put this real long dramatic uh, series of heartbeats, like thump, 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 but nobody could hear it. Like I don't, I did something wrong with like the way that uh, I use like these new filter, like these new, uh, I don't know, some some things that I I bought for audition, and I was super pumped, and then when I put it together, um. There's like 20 seconds of no audio in the podcast, and I was super pumped. I put it out there, and everyone's like, your podcast is fucked, dude. What happened? Like, there's 20 seconds of dead air. I was like, no, turn it up. You can't hear the subtle heartbeats. And they're like, no, it's – it's." I, was, I had to redo everything. It was bullshit. And I was like, Forge don't have fucking heartbeats anyway. What the fuck was I thinking? I was like, I like that the filter software was like, wow, somebody's really nervous I can hear their heartbeat. Let's like, let's filter that out. I got Nobody them. I got them, bro. I'll cover their back. Yeah. Why would Megu no. do this to them? I got you, Megs. Yeah. Forks don't have heartbeats. That stupid fuck. Like, I like to imagine though, Tin, Tin would also chime in and just add to, but she wouldn't understand what heartbeat rhythms are. So she'd be like, it just sounds like old 8-bit like Donkey Kong walking.
And if they've got like heartbeat arrhythmia, it's bo 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 bo. Welcome to the musical episode. <laughs> we just being a to doctors all just knowing mm-hmm. retro games. Yeah. <laughs> we almost lost her, but then her heart did that little one-up sound and she came back. <laughs> She's got a real case of asteroids. There's <laughs> <laughs> some blockage. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> I don't even know how to start now. <laughs> All right, so we're all good. We're all recording. We're all ready. Yes. Ready, right. ready. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, I just have to send one person one thing real quick. I almost forgot. Watching everyone's faces for reactions. Who's the lucky person? <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, something like that. Who's going to get it? Who's going to get it? Pedro, why? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? Oh. What the fuck, man? Okay, so I'm in your room, but how do I get to share? Is it on SoundCloud? Yeah, yeah. Uh, send me the link, I guess. Link to your SoundCloud. Okay. First, I have a viral tweet. Yes. And then you have to put it right underneath it. And only and then can we continue this episode. Oh, yeah, that was implied. <laughs> Guys, what's going to be edited out is the next 45 minutes of us trying to make a viral tweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do I put it in the room or do I send it to only Megan? Uh, I send it to only Megan. I was just, yeah, wherever you want Only wanna... Megan. Where did no. you put it? <laughs> only Where? Megan. I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah, right? I, I don't know. You're sending <laughs> yeah, it only saying, to Megan. Yeah, I was just, I was, I'm doing it <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. No, I just imagine. It's like in those really sad, like, medical dramas where the person's paralyzed and they're like, can you move your toes? It's like, I'm doing it right. Nothing's happening. This is the upside, Megan. Kevin Hart. I'm Brian Cranston. (laughs) I'm laughing even though I don't understand that reference. Oh, it's a movie. (laughs) It's a quadriplegic it looks I very touching. I thought you touching. would send it through like the World Walkers Facebook chat. Are you trying to send it through like Rabbit itself? No. Carrier pigeon. Jane, you're already in the thing. Yeah, I've been I've been here forever. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was born but, here. For some reason it said <laughs> For some reason it said invite me and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> You've come to the Rabbit room. I was born here. Wounded <laughs> <laughs> by it. All right. Enter URL. Oh, you guys are really funny. Uh. Oh. All right. Yay, a website. <laughs> Leaving Facebook. What? Leave it. Goodbye, Leave it. Facebook. It's, it's ruining our lives. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> All right. I hope this isn't terrible, but if it is, I... Ah. Take oh. Okay. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, God. A ukulele? What's the group's, like, one, like... When um, Vasa, who doesn't usually open up, especially in in such a manner, um, kind of like brings out that kind of um, 
admittance, like what's what's the group's response? Uh, Erdleby says, I also want him back. <laughs> no, you can't, <laughs> <laughs> you can't cue the music. <laughs> <laughs> You're no longer in control, DM. <laughs> I run this podcast now. I also want him back. No, <laughs> Mugs just doesn't want him back. No. <laughs> I asked, that was an accident that time, but it's <laughs> Comedic timing. So good. Like, what can you, what can you, what, what can you even add to that? That's, that's just, that's just, Post, that's Brummelstone yeah. thinking of other people, even, even to the, beyond his end. I'd see why you'd want him back. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> oh, please, it's a very serious song in my world. Stop making light of it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'll be here all day. Was that first love by y- Yutada Hikaru or whatever? Simple and it's clean. A, it's yeah, it, that is yeah, that it's simple Kingdom and clean. Kingdom Hearts. Simple and clean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, simple and clean. I was just like, was, uh, oh my god. That was, oh man, my that was god. Is she right there in the room with you? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, is Pedro gonna serenade Wes? But no, it was 200 times better! Oh my god. <laughs> so I have good. like so many strong feelings about that song normally. Yeah, yeah, uh, so then let me get Jess in here because. <laughs> oh my god. So now they're even like three times the normal. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> Hold on one second, sorry. Pedro, no. All the feelings, all the feelings. Uh, that was amazing. This is how I feel about the, this entire record for most oh, no, of times crying in the shortest period of time. I have to feed my cat. She's being really loud. I'll be right back. <laughs> we all know you're going to cry, Enzo. <laughs> is anyone else weepy? How is just me? Uh, this has been just like emotional gut punch, one after another. Ooh, I shouldn't drink more water. It's just replenishing the tears <laughs> so I can cry more. Hi, everybody. Hey. That was amazing. That was so good. So at first, good. I was like, "Where's that female voice coming from?" I, I tried like, really hard <laughs> to get this, uh, like, to to try pulling a song off, and uh, it was a combination of I have a really bad sinus infection, and I could not like learn that song in time. That is a really hard song. But we wrote it together. Yeah. <laughs> Pedro, did you like hire a professional singer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. He was hired. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know if you guys have ever seen the, the cog crew set up, but we have like a whole bunch of mics oh, set up on my table. Yeah. And so like that. Nice. So we just set her up. Uh one mic for the guitar, one mic for her. And nice. um That's how the magic happens. Yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Magic the gathering? What? Magic? Magic? You see that's how the magic happens? <laughs> the gathering? 
Magic the Gathering, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Magic with a fist. <laughs> um, but yeah, so amazing, yeah. amazing. So that that's it. That's so the game. good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was Can anyone to have play out the field. Yay! <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much. That was really nice. You guys did yeah. amazing. Yeah, and thanks Everyone. Jess for coming in and yeah, doing I can't that. Wait yes. to hear it. Thank you. They got to hear their songs. Their songs are awesome. Like, yeah. yeah. And thanks for doing this. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone, <laughs> every single one of you did an amazing job. I love you all. Yeah. You're all so great. But that's amazing. like, that was the big reveal I wanted to do is the idea that like, the, the thing I've been trying to like feed into the stories for so long is that like, um, it doesn't matter what happens like with time and the worlds and stuff like that. Um mm-hmm. Like when you meet somebody, um, if they're important to you, you will always remember them. So like that's like when Tompkins um says goodbye to Tin. If you remember, he's like in the in the past, and he's like, I don't know you, but I miss you. You know, it's like because like Brummelstone kind of starts setting that precedent when he tell when he tells. Um, Claiborne, like, uh, dream of me, whether he knew it or not, he was telling her, like, if you dream of me, you can't forget about me. He may not have known that, but that's why Claiborne was able to come here and remember him. It's the same reason why, like, um, Contessa meets Roberto and nothing ever really happens to them, but, like, then she sees you guys battling in Fallis. And she never forgets that crazy moment. She, it's not that she like fell in love with Roberto, but like what she saw that day with you guys battling, that moment Iconic. she never like shakes that. So she still plays music of that reminds her of Roberto, even though she's never met him. So the music that plays when Roberto comes back in the last episode is the music she's playing in the first episode of World Walker's Cog, for instance. Yeah. What? I, I love you. Thank you. That's so cool. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, like, stuff like that. So, like, that's, yeah. You and guys. Then the, 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 the weird side effect was that, like, after we wrote that song, Jess and I uh, worked on that. She's like, I love Claiborne. <laughs> so now what does Claiborne do? And I was like, no, I don't, she, what do you mean? She's like, now what? Does she go fucking get Blumel Storm? Like, what, now what? Talk. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs>